So much to see, so much to experience. Welcome to Explore Plano, where we talk with the locals, businesses, and leaders who make Plano thrive. Here's your host, Mavis Everett. Hello, and welcome to Explore Plano podcast. Here we explore people, places, events, organizations, and happenings that define Plano. I'm Mavis Everett, your host, and today my special guest is Beth Lagos with Hope Store Volunteer Program Manager. Hi, Mavis. Thank you for inviting me on the program today. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk about Hope Store New Beginning Center. Wow. Okay. Well, we just always pretend on these uh, podcasts from the beginning and our audience as well is we don't know, so please inform us. Okay. Well, Hope Store New Beginning Center is a nonprofit. We are headquartered in Plano. We have offices in Garland and Plano, and we're a domestic violence agency. So we serve um, families and individuals who are affected by domestic abuse and intimate partner violence. We have a uh, we have two emergency shelters. That is one of two 24-hour services that we have. And that shelter, one in Garland, one in Plano actually. We have two. Between the two, we can have up to 50 women and children. That's with, you know, every bed, every uh, pullout you know, full. So when we get calls and we have men who need shelter and we, we do get those calls on occasion, we refer. Mm-hmm. So our main priority is to make sure that everyone has a safe place that they're, you know, a safety of course is, is a priority. So we have uh, folks who are self-referred in, they call themselves. We have folks that are brought by the police department. They've responded to a domestic violence call and they've brought women and children to to the shelter. So uh, that's, and that's a 90-day program. So 30 days was the standard kind of back in the day. You know, a lot of agencies like ours started with um, a crisis line, a hotline. And, and then they grew as more and more awareness about domestic violence, the prevalence of it, and the need for extensive services became, um, you know, more in the public eye. Funding became available. And so we, we were seeing um, agencies go from just offering a, a hotline to some emergency beds. Well, and those programs kind of expanded, you know, they got, they went from just a few days to several weeks to 30 days. And now ours is like 90 days. Because when you think about someone who has just gone through a very traumatic event, it takes a little bit to kind of regroup, refocus, and start to make a plan for the future. And we see that now not everybody stays for 90 days. We have some folks that come in and maybe they're with us for a couple of nights until a family member or friend can pick them up, take them someplace else safe. Could be out of state, could be another community, you know, in Texas. So we have that situation. And then we also have folks that go back to their abuser. You know, that we know that's part of the process for a lot of women. And, you know, of course, no judgment. We know that we want them to know that there is safety if they should ever need it, that we're here. So and, and they can receive counseling all during this time? Absolutely. And and working toward kind of that long-term plan. Mm-hmm. So let's mm-hmm. say that someone comes in, they have a you know, they they're uh they're they're there for the pro the the duration, you know, um, and they've set some goals for themselves and everybody comes kind of at a different starting place. So we have women who come, maybe they've been in the workforce, they've continued to have a job, you know, they, 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 they have current skills that are uh, marketable. Um, they may not need the full 90 days, you know, uh, somebody else who 
possibly hasn't been working for the last few years. Maybe they didn't finish an education program they started, or they need some additional training to brush up on some skills that would help them get a, a job that would help support their family, you know, more, you know, a, a better um, living wage, so to speak, uh, then they work with their case manager at shelter on, on that. What are those goals? What does that look like long-term? So once, and they get counseling, yes. So once they reach some of those goals, they can apply to our housing program. And that program is up to a year. They re- It's a fresh start. So a new apartment, um, and we work with property managers in various locations in DFW. So it's not just one building. You know? <laughs> all the all the shelter women go to this one building, and it's like a motel with units or anything like that. No, they're like regular apartments, and we help them get settled into that. We help with rent for a year. Mm-hmm. During that year, they're still working with case managers in the housing program to meet specific goals that they work on together. Again, everyone starts at a different place, so the path is not the same for every single person. And during that time, we're helping with rent. We're also connecting them to other resources. Maybe you know they need maybe they need a, a referral to a pediatrician. Maybe they need you know food assistance. Maybe they need some additional assistance that we're not covering in housing. So we try to connect them with that. We help them get furniture. We help them get beds. We help them get whatever it is that they need. So at the end of that year, they are no longer needing rental assistance from us. That's the other piece of helping someone kind of get a, a different, you know, a different life path, so to speak. So not that people wouldn't probably already know this, but I mean, it's, it sounds very obvious that what happens is when someone calls, uh, they you know, go through a review process to really find out their story of what's going on and then determine what y'all can do based on what they're sharing with you as to what they think or there may be options that you can provide them having listened to them that they don't even know are available to them. So it's a really a, a kind of a research process by interviewing somebody extensively to really get a overall picture of where they are and where they may want to be. Exactly. So, and that kind of brings me to um, the other 24-hour service we have, which is the hotline. So if it's after office hours, people are going to be calling our hotline. And we do question, because there's a limited number of those emergency shelter beds, that uh, there there is a, a process and, and there's some determining factors to qualify somebody to actually receive an emergency bed. Some folks who are not in an emergency situation though, but they have had that trauma maybe as they've had that, you know, that experience could be even in the past. It may not even be something they're living with now, but it's something they grew up with, you know, witnessed as a child. And we know that people who grow up in those environments as adults, that's that emotional yeah, flashbacks, traumatic, flashbacks. Yeah, flashbacks. We see higher rates of substance abuse, you know, um, health problems, eating disorders, you know, things like that. And so um, they may need outreach counseling. They don't know what they, they don't know what they don't know. They don't know what they don't know. Um, sometimes it's a process of exploration and yes. research, as you said. And you can only base on what they what they think to tell you, because I'm sure sometimes people hold back or don't mm-hmm. say things. They don't remember so much is going on, and they come forth as the interviewing processing or as the process goes on in days and weeks later that other things crop up, either one they forgot or they were too embarrassed or too afraid to come forward with these things because it's uh, too emotional to talk about it, and they're embarrassed, and they don't. It's, it's mm-hmm. difficult to come forth with what you need. Exactly. And sometimes it's, it's to the trust, 
trusting maybe mm-hmm. they haven't no had judgment. No exactly judgment. yes and so we we want to create an environment and we um we do that through a lot of trauma-informed care processes that are just from the time they call the crisis line the first question is are you in a safe place right you know can you can you talk are you in a safe place and if not is there a number i can call you on and our numbers always come up blocked you know mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. uh an abuser can't do no, a redial yeah. and it shows up as at a domestic violence agency. And yes, and then we find out too maybe that they have kids that also need services. So mm-hmm. we see children as well. We have therapists who specialize in working with children. We know if we can do that early intervention with kids, we can maybe stave off mm-hmm. some of the problems that they may experience growing up. Again, as I mentioned, there's higher rates of of dropout, teenage pregnancy, um, substance abuse, um, eating disorders, just all kinds of attention deficit. When kids have witnessed a lot of violence and they don't have treatment for it, Mm -hmm. um, then that carries into, and it manifests in so many other ways. They have to process it. They don't know how to process it because they're children. That's when counseling comes in. Exactly. And, you know, they've probably been told you don't talk about this. Oh, absolutely. Threatened. Exactly. Threatened. And they're afraid they'll be forced out of the house. Our mommy and daddy will be upset with me. So they mm-hmm. just keep, they, they internalize. Exactly. And it's exactly. hard to get that out of them because they're, they are, their parents mean more to them than a stranger that's talking to them mm-hmm. because there's no trust with that stranger. Right. So we work to build on that. And, um, you know, I think that we're able to, uh, we have some, we have some really wonderful therapists, I have to say. We just have some really, and I thank God for them, you know, mm-hmm. we have some wonderful therapists that, um, you know, really have the patience and are able to build that trust and get through some of those barriers, you know, to help somebody. Absolutely. When did uh, Hope Store uh, actually start? We started, and I kind of brought a cheat sheet because That's we. That's fine. That's yeah, fine. I brought a little we cheat sheet. We love cheat sheets sheet. here, so go for it. Because we're actually a merger of two agencies. So Hope Store started in Plano in 1985, and that was kind of as a result of some efforts by the Junior League of Plano at that time. Uh, and then Hope and the New Beginning Center was in Garland. Right, and I remember they, that. Yep. Happening. I know there was a merger. I didn't have the details, but I knew there, mm-hmm. there was a merger someplace. Well, they were so close together because they started in 1983, and mm-hmm. theirs was the Service League of Garland that mm-hmm. started. Uh, and they, of course, they started with the hotline. Mm-hmm. And so both agencies were offering some similar services, but uh, one agency had a little more strength in one area that the other one needed. And so in 2016, the two agencies merged to form Hope Store New Beginning Center. So we're able to serve Dallas and Collin County. Well, that probably does that probably gives you more power, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, more reach, I, should, I guess is the proper word, more reach into the community. Absolutely. So that that's that's good because, they're, you know... Plano and Garland are, are pretty close together. And so oh, that, sure. just, it's, that, that just probably welded, been able to do more services for more people because you bonded together. Exactly. And now there is an entity uh, that is the resale store. Yes. Did you? Would you like to share with us a little bit about sure. that? You know that's one of my favorite places. I know, and we love having you there, Mavis. Mavis, I don't know if listeners, if you know this about Mavis, but Mavis <laughs> is the plant lady. <laughs> And we had a peace lily that was donated. Um, the stores, the store started after and a very unfortunate shooting. It was a a murder suicide of um, Krissa and her her boyfriend that she had tried to get away from had been stalking her 
convinced her to meet him at a Humperdinks in Richardson, if I remember the story correctly. And during the course of that meeting, he whatever the conversation led to, he ended up shooting her, the restaurant manager. Tried to protect her. He got shot. And he got shot, and then himself. Mm-hmm. So the peace lily was, was it part of the memorial for her, mm-hmm. Mavis? Mm-hmm. So that's been at our store, and Mavis lovingly, lovingly, <laughs> lovingly, lovingly cares for the peace lily. And people think it's a silk plant. It is <laughs> no, so perfect. <laughs> they want to know if it's for sale. And can, no. So we, we keep that at our store, and it just flourishes thanks to Mavis. <laughs> And she also plants um, in two large planters at the seasonal front of the flowers, store. Seasonal flowers. Mm-hmm. And it's it's amazing. <laughs> so Mavis, we, we appreciate you at the store. Uh, the store has moved a couple times, I believe. I've been with Hope Store in the Beginning Center. I was hired right after the merger. Like they merged in September. I came on board in November. I, I remember the merger because yeah. the, the stuff was brought into the store from the other location. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we are now located on the corner of Parker and Custer Road in, in Plano next to the Olive Burger restaurant. Absolutely. And the store it has several purposes. It, it is a way for us to educate the community because we do have information about Hope Store New Beginning Center at the store. We also have the store available to clients. So someone who may have left their situation with nothing but the clothes on their back, they're able to come into the store, get clothing that they need for themselves and their kids. When they're getting ready to go into that apartment I mentioned, you know, when they're in our housing Mm -hmm. program, they get a different kind of voucher that allows them to pick up things that they need to make that feel homey. You know, Mm -hmm. pictures for the walls and uh, some furniture maybe, um, some linens, dishes, things like that. So the store is available to clients and then it's also open to the public. And we rely heavily on, of course, donations. We take donations on Tuesday through Saturday from 11 to 5 and then we, I'm sorry, 4. And then we take, um, and then we have the stores open to the public seven days a week now. We had closed for a little bit after the initial shutdown with COVID. Right, I remember. Yes. And so it's been kind of people slowly slowly coming back out, shopping Mm -hmm. in person, wanting to volunteer because we had... Uh, you know, we relied on volunteers, too, to help us quite a bit mm-hmm. at the store. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so people weren't ready to quite get out there yet. But now we're almost back to where we need to yeah. be in terms of people coming out. Omicron kind of messed us up for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody was coming back out, feeling comfy. Mm-hmm. Omicron hits. And mm-hmm. so we're kind mm-hmm. of, everyone's on high alert again. Mm-hmm. And uh, we saw a little dip in activity during the December, January timeframe. But, you know, with the um, vaccines and better testing and everything, I think people are a lot more comfortable now. And so we're about back where we used to be. And we're open Monday through Saturday, 11 to 6 and Sunday noon to 6. But the store is, I have to say, and I oversee the store. So I'm going to give that a little bit. I got to plug it. Oh, absolutely. Well, it helps helps feed the need. I mean, there needs to be money and funds to help these uh, women that need help. Exactly. Money has got to come from someplace because most of them are walking in the door sometimes with not a wallet or anything. Exactly. So, I mean, you desperately do need cash. Yeah. So we, all the money that um, proceeds from all of the sales, you know, after our expenses, of course, then that all goes straight back to the agency. So no one is actually profiting from the store, but we, uh, we rely heavily on, on donations. We receive donations from the community, a very generous community. Plano's been amazing. 
uh, as far as we have people come even from McKinney and further out. I was there just one day to and drop a lady stuff off. was coming in to bring a beautiful, expensive man's watch, and mm-hmm. she was actually coming from the Highland Park area, and we were oh. about ready to close, and they went ahead and took it and didn't mm-hmm. know what all she had in that small bag. So, I mean, she made a special trip from Highland Park up to Plano to make that donation, and it, I, it was nice. So, yeah, it yeah. was, uh, it, it, you know, it feeds. People shop there, like you said, the people that are, are in need, they're there for services, but also mm-hmm. the public that comes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is a very popular place. Uh, words out, I'm up there all the time. I've, I've never that. ceased to be amazed <laughs> at what is in that store and what you're going to find. It's it's just amazing. And, you know, it doesn't look used. I mean, That's a treasure are, hunt. It's like a little yes. treasure hunt. And, yes. we, and, we, and we sort really well. We have some wonderful volunteers that, that sort, you know, through and things that, you know, we really can't resell. We have a a charity clothing and shoes that comes by once a week and then, and they pick up from us and, and then it, it it is, uh, it's not wasted. I mean, Mm -hmm. things don't get like thrown away. Mm -hmm. So we take all of uh, men's, women's, children's clothing and shoes, accessories, handbags, and jewelry, any kind of accessory like that, hats. I notice you're loving that. <laughs> <laughs> and with seasonal items for decorations mm-hmm. by the season, like right now, Easter, there's a lot we of Easter all products our Easter in the store. Stuff out. Yeah. But during Christmas, Halloween, whatever, there's a lot of, because people do take those things out. Sometimes they decide they don't want them anymore. They're moving and they bring them in. Exactly. So regardless of the season, you can mm-hmm. always find something in there seasonal besides what your personal needs are. And right now there's a lot of um, um, leisure wear. Yes. Leisure wear. It's yes. new. It's brand new. It's so brand new with times tags. Stores, I understand sometimes mm-hmm. when stores go out of business or if they just want to donate at the end of the season. Yes. So a lot of that stuff comes in brand new. Exactly. We have stores that have gone out of business that have donated their inventory to us. We have um, stores that are overstocked. You know, we get overstock. Um, and those are brand new things. So yes. not everything oh, in there is used. Uh, that's absolutely. for sure. Yes. And with that, and we're always very grateful for that because that's, um, that's, those are great donations and, you know, people that bring furniture and, um, the we get Christmas now we're getting Christmas now we're still getting Christmas. We had like little angels, uh, Christmas angels come in. Okay. All right. Let's take a small break right now. We'll be back in just a little bit. The American business economy is positioned as it has never been before. Professional videography is a core element for attracting a higher level of engagement with the people group you need for significant impact. Now is your time to shine. My name is Bill Brock, owner of White Rock Films, and I invite you to a powerful opportunity in the marketplace, an opportunity to draw excited people to your events, an opportunity to showcase your ideas on infrastructure, an opportunity to become known as the industry authority and enjoy the associated benefits of a strong, influential brand. Video highlights, video teaches. Video puts a resistant market at ease, and video stirs the hearts and imaginations of your allies and strategic client base. White Rock Films offers full audio, video production for businesses ready to embrace the future, handling your project with professionalism, experience, and polish unheard of in the industry. My name is Bill Brock, and White Rock Films wants your business. See us online at whiterockfilms.com. 
right, Beth. Well, we're back from our break now. So tell me, I know there's got to be some programs that I've missed uh, asking you about. So would you like to go ahead and share with the audience what some of those additional programs are? Yes, thanks, Mavis. I, I'd love to share a few more programs that we offer at Hope's Journey Beginning Center. Uh, one of them is our, our legal advocacy. So we do have clients who are needing some legal assistance, and we have attorneys and a paralegal on staff who will help clients with its primarily family law matters like uh, divorce or orders of protection, child custody issues, things like that. And all the services that I have mentioned so far are free of charge. The shelter, of course, our hotline is always free of charge, outreach counseling, um, the housing. And um, and so the legal advocacy is something that you know how expensive it can be just to file paperwork and, and try to find an attorney you could even afford. So that's a that's a huge um, service for a lot of our clients who uh, are, are are needing that. So we, we do that. We'll file for we'll file paperwork. We'll uh, appear in court with clients. Uh, we do all that free of charge. We also uh, offer to the public its education, and we have several community educators that go out, and that's all they do. They start as young as uh, eighth grade uh, to college, and then we also present to uh, civic groups, Bible study groups, businesses that are interested. We help educate uh, hospital staff. Outreach uh, programs. Law, yeah, law enforcement, um, educators about what to look for, you know, and parents. I mean, with the digital age and everyone's on their cell phones all the time and being stalked and all kinds of crazy ways now, you know, parents sometimes don't really know what they should be looking for. So we help educate about that. We talk to um, teenagers about what's a healthy relationship. You know, what do you think is a healthy relationship? And I will, I promise you, every time we've gone into a school to do a presentation, kids have come up and said, I need to talk to somebody because I think either something's going on at home or themselves or a friend is in a relationship that's raising all kinds of red flags now. So, and that's the most rewarding thing to know that we are actually able to help somebody, you know, enlighten them and and maybe stop a process before it gets any worse, you know, and then uh, share all the resources that are available through us or through another, you know, whatever the case may be. So those are two things that I hadn't mentioned. And the other one is our batter intervention prevention program. And this is for the offender. We have men and women in that program. It's a 24-week, very intensive. It is um, it is the only program that we charge a fee for. Most of the folks in there are either court-ordered, they've been referred by CPS or an attorney. So uh, th- th- there is a fee for that program. But that's the only one. Everything else is is free of charge. So I didn't mention those, and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you for asking. Yeah, there's so much information to share. Like <laughs> no. Earlier in the podcast, like we said earlier in the podcast, you don't know what you don't know. So there's things that you brought up today that I didn't, I mean, I knew quite a bit, but I found out what I didn't know. And so yeah. the more you talk about it, the more things come out because you are so filled with information, you almost forget that most people just don't know and don't even know, need to ask. So you mm-hmm. can't talk about it too much because you never know when it's going to send off a flag in someone's head and go, wow. That yes. situation needs to be checked into. I did know that y'all provided those services mm-hmm. because with all that you offer, there's just no way that you could make a list and tell everybody that calls on the phone or even sees right. anything in the store on you know what y'all have to offer. So I mm-hmm. don't think this is something that you can talk about too much because it just prompts people's brains to pop up and go, wow, I did not know. Maybe there is an issue there. Or I have someone that ha- may have an issue or I did know that service was provided. And if you don't know, 
call the agency and ask. Absolutely. Do you all provide this? Or if you don't, where can I go? That's and I, the thing yes. is to raise your hand and ask for That's help. the question. Exactly. And there's, you know, and it's more prevalent than people think. I think everybody that I, I, I have yet to meet somebody who has not come across a coworker, a friend, another family member who's been touched by domestic abuse. I yes. mean, we all know somebody, if it's not ourselves, it's somebody we know or have come across that we have, you know, who have, has experienced that. So it's very prevalent. And um, in our hotline, just I just want to make sure that I mention the hotline number in case anybody would need yes, to call that do, number. Please do and repeat it. Our hotline number is 972-276-0057. And I'll repeat that again, 972-276-0057. Five seven answered twenty four hours a day during holidays, snowmageddons, tornado warnings. I mean, we'll pick up the phone. So if you have a question, and it's not always just crisis calls. Don't let the name fool you. Uh, we do a lot of uh, resource sharing over under on that line too, because like you said, you don't know what you don't know. You know, uh, just call. Sometimes we have people call because they have a friend they're worried about or a family member they're worried about. So just you know, give us a call. Is power. Exactly. Is power. Mm -hmm. So if you don't out, if you don't ask, then you're not going to know. Exactly. And, and your knowledge could help someone else, even if you did need it for yourself. Mm -hmm. Because like you just said, you know, things happen. People see something and they go, something's weird there. Something body needs to check that out. Uh, I even heard uh, one time, um, I've heard recently, or well, actually some time ago, that sometimes sports games on TV actually uh, tend to attract domestic violence, well, and, which I didn't quite understand that. But uh, apparently, there is there something to that? If I, is that a rumor I've I'm not sure if it's uh, just people who are tend to. I mean, I'm, I would imagine that it's a great place to act out your frustration. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you see it all the time. <laughs> the wrong team wins, unfortunately, but you you know you don't know. Well, mm -hmm. and exactly. so that's 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 what's good. Okay, Beth, uh, would you uh, like to share with us uh, some more information on? upcoming things or things that come mm -hmm. up on a regular basis? Absolutely. We have uh, several several events that are signature events for us. We have two every year. We have a golf classic in usually in the spring. If you like early morning events. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how did you know? <laughs> you must have been if you're an mind. early morning person, <laughs> would come and golf with us or there's a volunteer opportunity to I'll, help I'll drive out. The cart. <laughs> okay, you can drive. We drive need Drivers, car. Mavis, we do. We need some people <laughs> to drive the car. I don't have a license for that, though. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they ask for one. Oh, honestly. you just I can't <laughs> show me out of it. Now. I just woke up when I shouldn't. Okay, so you have uh, yeah, other so that one, uh, that one, and then we have a fall fashion show and luncheon, and that's called Tapestry of Hope, mm -hmm. and that is in September, and we have that one in the in past years we've have had that at the Granite Park Hilton. All right, or Hilton Granite Park, and it's. Um, professional production company that we we have set up the runway i mean it's like a professional i've heard about it in the fashion past. show you've mm -hmm. got to come and mm -hmm. we have vendors in the lobby uh the shops at highland uh village are are featured on the runway and professional models it is a fabulous lunch we usually have a speaker and we can get that information online absolutely phone absolutely so our website is www.hd NBC. So all those letters stand for Hope Store New Beginning Center org. And on that homepage, you'll also be able to navigate from there to 
services that you might need. Um, we have a lot of our education stuff recorded in webinars and, and uh, anybody who would just like to become a little more informed mm -hmm. can just click on that video library and at their leisure, you know, uh, view past educational programs. We have a calendar of events, things that are coming up. We also have volunteer page and, you know, we like a lot of nonprofits, you know, we rely heavily on volunteer engagement and volunteers have helped us at um, everywhere from the shelter to the offices, to the resale store, special events. And so there's a way to get involved. Uh, we do have a, a minimum age of 16 to volunteer and then um, 16, 17 year olds would, would need to come with a parent or guardian, 18 and older, they just come on their own. Mm -hmm. So we're opening up more more and more now that COVID is kind of subsiding a little bit. We had closed down our shelters to volunteers for a while. We had volunteers who were training to answer crisis calls. You know, of course, they were with an advocate. They were with a staff mm -hmm. person. We right. didn't just leave them alone with the telephone. They, <laughs> they, were, they had staff there to support. Mm -hmm. We were training volunteers to answer crisis calls, and we will start doing that again at some point, hopefully in the near future, um, helping at our resale store. And I, you know, I worked for Habitat for Humanity for a while in Garland about seven years before I came to Hope Store, and I always say that resale store is a great place to volunteer because at Habitat, if it's cold outside, you're outside in the cold. If it's raining, you're out there in the rain. If it's hot, you're out there in the heat. The resale store, it's air conditioned in the summer. We've got the heat going in the winter. It's a nice environment. Come and help us out. The special events are a lot of fun, um, and it, especially for folks that really don't want to make a commitment. They've got a lot of other things going on, but they'd like to help here and there. Mm -hmm. So they can sign up for the golf tournament. They can sign up to help with Tapestry of Hope. Uh, we do some holiday things. We have volunteers help us do like Thanksgiving uh, meal bags. We have volunteers help set up for um, our Christmas gift giveaway for the kids and the women in the shelters. So, and, and, and in the outreach programs too. So there's a lot of ways to get involved. We have some virtual opportunities. If folks who are just not really wanting to get out there yet, or they they just don't. Yeah, we have virtual opportunities too. They can still support and not have to, you know, not have to get out. So if someone's just not sure, even though they've this heard this wonderful podcast, but <laughs> if even though they've heard that and if they're still not sure where they might fit in or how they could fit in, mm -hmm. because we've moved through this very quickly because of the fact that it is a recorded podcast. Sure. But that prompts people to just say, you know, call the number and tell yes. us what how, you know, what are you looking to do? How much time do you have mm -hmm. and what would be best for you? I mean, being in we'll person work over the uh, phone, yeah. uh, there's many opportunities. So if someone's really serious and does want to volunteer, there is a way for someone to fit into the program and be able to get back to the community. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I'll tell you, one of the rewarding things for me has been to have folks who may have gone through our program years ago. And I get this um, pretty regularly, and it always just touches my heart when someone says, you know, I received services from you guys about five years ago. And since then, you know, I've left my abuser. I have another job. I have my own place. I'm, I'm stable. Sometimes they've been, you know, they've gotten remarried, and they're in a very good, loving relationship that's very healthy. And now I want to volunteer. I want to give back. Mm -hmm. So how can I get involved? I mean, I love hearing from folks like that, but anybody in the community, you know, we recently, in fact, had someone come to the resale store who had received services. And she said, you know, when I got to you guys, I was in your shelter, and I had I had left everything, and that was 
10 years ago, I think, eight or eight or 10 years ago. And she said, since then, I was able to work, Get I have my own apartment, I have my own car, my kids are doing great um, in school. I'm you know, have I, life, I have, have a life. I have a wonderful life, and I just wanted to bring my don- donations here to the store because you guys did so much for me. I wanted to bring my donations here to the store. So you know, and, and folks that want to help us out financially, there's donation button on the website. So I mean, just there's all kinds of ways to support. You know, cle- if you're cleaning out your closets, you know, <laughs> come by and. <laughs> I do see a lot of people when I'm in the store tending to the plant. Yeah. I do see a lot of people coming in things and they've cleaned out their cleaned out the store. They force their children to clean out their closet. And they're very happy to get their kids to clean out the closet. And yes. you know, so and you know, so it, it it's 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 a multifaceted organization. Mm-hmm. So Definitely. giving and mm-hmm. receiving all in the same bucket. Mm-hmm. And so that's just great. And I'm so glad that you uh, came today to uh, share with our audience uh, all that you have to offer, or at least sprinkle enough ideas in someone's mind to pick up the phone if they're not sure and ask. Mavis, thank you for having me. And thank you for all the support you've given our agency over the years. It's been like 20 years. So, I mean, I would be remiss if I did not, you know, recognize that and say thank you. And, um, you know, we... Of course, I'm, I know I'll be seeing you for years to come, too, because you have such a strong commitment. And so, And I appreciate the opportunity to come and speak about the agency. Well, we're delighted to have you as a guest today. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Explore Plano podcast with Mavis Everett. For sponsorship opportunities, please email mavise777 at aol.com. Explore Plano is produced by White Rock Films, LLC, and can be found on all the major podcast platforms. Bye.